Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode. I wanted to begin this episode by just saying a massive thank you to everyone who tuned into last week's episode with Lauren who was speaking about her story and her journey with an eight-week challenge that unfortunately turned into a bit of an eating disorder. Um, the response that I've had to that episode has been overwhelming and it really means a lot to me because it's not about me, it's about Lauren and her sharing her story and that was obviously a very like courageous thing for her to do and a very vulnerable thing for her to do. So to be so well received is just so lovely. So thank you from the very bottom of my heart. And if you haven't checked out that episode yet, now is the time after you listen to this episode, uh, pop back in and listen to last week's episode. It is well worth a listen. Okay, so this week kind of carries on from last week. What I'm doing today is answering the question, how do we begin on a health journey and how do we go on a health journey without without becoming obsessive or without actually damaging, you know, some other element of our health. So be it our mental health or be it our physical health or be it our menstrual health, you know, whatever it is that, you know, these factors seem to get influenced by some people when they do go on these journeys. How do we actually begin and start going on a journey and how do we do a health journey the right way? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So as I mentioned, what we're talking about is how to go on a health journey and how to begin that health journey and do it in the right way. I want to emphasize that I'm talking about a health journey here because there is absolutely a difference between going on an aesthetic journey and a health journey. And I think where a lot of people actually do go wrong is that they embark on an aesthetic journey thinking that it's a health journey. Whereas when we are achieving or working towards trying to achieve the, I guess, um, body ideal that is glamorized around the world, we are not necessarily being the healthiest versions of ourselves. So I think that we need to distinguish that. And I really want to clarify that what I'm speaking to is a health journey. So putting your health first. That's not to say that you're aesthetic so whether it be your body composition like your muscle mass your fat mass or your scale weight won't change when you go on a health journey it may change it may increase it may decrease depending on what a health journey looks like for you but what I really want us to do is just emphasize that we are speaking about a health journey here because if you are going on a purely aesthetic journey then I'm actually probably not the right person to help you because I'm not about sacrificing your health in order to look a certain way. So let's start with that. Now, where to begin? I think the very first place to begin when going on a health journey is making that commitment and that promise to yourself that this is about your health and well-being and that you are going to take that into consideration in the decisions that you're making over the coming weeks, months, years, whatever it is that you are sort of working towards in a small, like short-term time frame. You know, we obviously want to have short-term goals, medium-term goals, and long-term goals. But having that commitment to yourself that you are going to commit to your health rather than maybe being swayed by aesthetics Uh, or being swayed by other people's opinions, etc. I think it's really important to do that as a number one thing. 
The next thing that I think that we all should do more of is reflect on the why of what we are doing. And as many of you will know, I am team journaling all the way. And I'm going to suggest that you actually journal this down is to think about why do you want to go on this health journey? Like what is your reasons behind wanting to go on this and really start to ask why, why, why? So like pull down further every time you come up with an answer, when you ask yourself that question, ask why again, so that you keep getting down to the root cause of why you're going on this journey. And it might be something like, you know, improve your self-esteem. It might be so that you have more energy to spend time playing with your kids or, you know, there's many, many reasons why people will go on a health journey, whether it be for their own personal health or whether it be for how they engage with the world or, you know, some other external factor. But I think knowing why you want to do something will really help you when, you're having to make decisions that you're putting your health first when it might be easier not to put your health first. Because ultimately, if you're coming from a place where your health has not been prioritized in the past and now you're trying to choose to prioritize it, there are absolutely going to be times when you have to make a decision that is uncomfortable or that goes against maybe the habits that you've created over the last years or months or decades even. So knowing your why behind doing this and having a really strong value-driven why can make it so much easier for you than if you are, again, going back to that point of aesthetics, if you're just like, oh, I want to look better. Because for a lot of people, that's not a strong enough reason why to make really hard changes because many of us know that changing the way that we look is ultimately incredibly hard and like, you know, there's a lot of it that comes down to genetics. So it's easier to sort of go, oh, I'm not going to do that when we're thinking about aesthetics. But if we're thinking about our health and our well-being and our like longevity in our life or our energy to be able to spend time with those that we love, like, you know, there's so many more important things that uh, health can have an impact on than the way we look. And I think knowing that specific why or maybe those many whys there could be three four five of them for you is going to be a really good motivator when you know it's cold in the morning and you don't want to get out of bed but you know that it's probably the thing that you want to do for your health it's just right in that moment you don't really feel like it so go get a pen get some paper and write down your why and as I said keep pulling out the whys and go deeper until you get to some of those really root reasons why you want to embark on improving your health. So my third suggestion when you're embarking on your health journey in a really sustainable and balanced way is to think about the ideal version of yourself. Now, hear me out. I'm not talking about, as you may assume, the ideal like body shape that you're going for. I'm talking about you living your healthiest, best balanced life. Now, what I want you to keep in mind when you're thinking about this ideal version of you, I want you to keep it relatively 
realistic. So, you know, we're not winning the lottery and we've got endless amounts of money or, you know, we've got all of these things that just completely change overnight. What we're thinking about are what are the things that the ideal you does on a daily basis? So more action orientated than anything else. It's not about, you know, a weight or a measurement or anything like that. It's what does she or he or they do on a daily basis or a weekly basis or a monthly basis that is not what you're doing at the moment. So essentially, what does that better version of yourself, what does she or he or they do? Write down those things. This is one of my favorite activities to do because it can come up with a really long list of things. It, it, like It depends on how far you are from where you want to be. It might be a really long and albeit overwhelming list, but we're going to break it down. So hold your horses on that one. But yes, write down all of the behaviors that they would do. So that might be things like, okay, um, it would be going to the gym three times a week because, you know, that's what's realistic for me and with, you know, balancing my life and blah, blah, blah. Or it might be that I'd start my day with a really healthy breakfast before I take my packed lunch to work instead of buying lunch because that also aligns with my values of saving money or, you know, whatever it is. So write down as many of those behaviors as the ideal you would do on a piece of paper or in your journal. If you haven't got a journal by now, you know you should have. Um, I feel like I need a disclaimer when you join Fueled is like you're probably going to need a journal because I'm probably going to ask you to write down a lot of things. Uh, So take this as your disclaimer. Um, Maybe I should start selling journals. I did at one point. Anyway, sidetracked. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to write that list down. Now that we have that list, we're going to think about what are the easiest things for you to do on that list. So what are like your quick and easy wins where you can go, yes, I'm achieving that. So what I want you to do now that you've got that list is go through and circle any of the items where you're like, oh yeah, like, I just need to focus a bit more and I'll be able to do that this week. Or, you know, I just need to go to the grocery store and I'll be able to do that this week. Like it's not taking you a lot of um, discipline or motivation or um, intention to be able to make that change. So we've got those, we've got them circled. (laughs) What we're going to do is we're going to write a separate list of those things and What I want you to do now, I feel like you need to be following along with pen and paper here, but what I want you to do now is to rank your confidence in your ability to achieve those on a scale of one to 10. So one being absolutely no chance that you're going to be able to achieve it. Let's say it's go to the gym three times a week. One means there's absolutely no way that you're going to be able to go to the gym three times this week. And 10 being there's absolutely no chance that you won't go to the gym three times this week. So I would say like, you know, if you had said that that was one of your goals, that was a relatively easy one to achieve going to the gym three times per week, then your confidence out of 10 should be around eight or nine out of 10. Um, Obviously we've got to keep in mind that, you know, things come up and we can't be a hundred percent confident that it's going to go to plan always. Um, So yeah, eight or nine or even 10 out of 10, if you feel like, you know, It's going to happen this week. There's nothing that can get in the way. It will happen this week. So rank your confidence on those few select things that you've pulled out. I would say three or four absolute maximum. So these are behaviors that the ideal you is 
doing. We've pulled them out. We've pulled the easiest ones out. And now we're ranking them on how confident you are that you can achieve them on a scale of one to 10. Now, if any of those numbers are below a seven, I want you to ask yourself this question. How can I make that higher confidence? So, example, if we're going with our example of going to the gym three times in a week, if you've said that you're only six out of 10 confident that you're going to achieve this next week, what I want you to do is what would I need to do to change that goal to make it a eight out of 10 confidence? So it might be saying, oh, I'll only go two times this week, or it might be say, I'll go the three times, but one of them might only be for a 15 minute, you know, walk on the treadmill. So sit down if you've got any that are lower in confidence than seven. And the reason why I pick seven is because you should be relatively confident that you can achieve them. Because what we've said is that these are our easy wins. We want to begin with success when we're going on a health journey. And the reason for that is because success is what gives us motivation to continue. And this is why diets just really kill me is because they set you up for failure, but that actually then makes you like feel worse about yourself and less motivated to make change and less motivated to do something, you know, to support your health in the future because you feel like a failure because the diet failed you. Whereas what we want to do is the complete opposite. We want to start as easy as possible so that you are feeling as confident and as successful as possible, as fast as possible, because that's what's going to give you that motivation to continue to make more changes in the way of your health. Now, I know that for my community, there is a relatively high portion of people with eating disorders. And I want to say that you can actually use this in like looking towards healthy behaviors for eating disorder recovery as well. And the way that you would do that is it might be, say, for example, I'm going to follow the meal plan my dietitian's given me, you know, this many days of the week or you know hopefully you're doing it seven days but whatever it is that your goals are that you've set out for your eating disorder recovery you can absolutely do the same here and looking for those easy wins in recovery is the same as looking for those easy wins in going on a health journey because ultimately recovery is a health journey it is focusing on your health rather than focusing on your um the eating disorder thoughts that are coming about or the body image concerns. So I I do see them as very similar if you are sort of someone who fits into that category of disordered eating. Okay, so what you have now is an incredible place to begin with your healthy habits and your health journey and it is a really, really realistic and achievable place for you to begin with your health journey. Now, when you continue to progress on this journey, what you do is you can come back to that list of uh, ideal me behaviors that you wrote down and you can start pulling out the more challenging ones. And again, you're rating your confidence on your ability to achieve them and adjusting the task so that you do have that confidence to achieve it. 
So even if it means that it's less than what you'd hoped for, you want to do that because you're more likely to do it if you're like, oh, well, that's easy. We want you doing the thing that's easy, not the thing that's like, oh, it's only good enough if it's hard. That's not what it is when it comes to health. Like health doesn't have to be hard. You can have a really easy, seamless journey when it comes to health without it having to feel like a punish. Alrighty, so just to recap, number one, we are committing to ourselves on this health journey. So we're really prioritizing our health over aesthetics. Number two, we are Alrighty, so to recap on this episode, number one, we are committing to a health journey. We are not getting swayed by fads and diets and looking a certain way. We are focusing on our health. Number two, we are getting to know our why and why we want to do this so that we have that intrinsic motivation for ourselves when things are maybe going to get tough. Number three, we are thinking about our ideal version of ourselves and what he, she or they do on a daily basis or a weekly basis. What are the behaviors that they are engaging in? And then finally, we are ranking our confidence on our ability to achieve those behaviors and adjusting the behavior so that the confidence is so high that you are not going to not achieve it because you're making the task so easy so that you can form that as a habit. And then sure, later down the track, you can make it harder. You know, if we go back to our example of going to the gym three times per week, if that's what the ideal version of you does, but let's say you have to say, oh, let's just go once per week as the easy option, the easy starting way. That is amazing. And eventually you will work up to the three because your confidence will build and you'll get to that three or, you know, maybe you'll start at three and you want to get to five. You will get there eventually and you're better off starting small and building up than going too far, too fast and falling back and feeling like a failure and, you know, lowering your self-worth because you haven't achieved something when it's not you that's the problem. It's that the goal and the bar was set far too high. And I think one of the things that we always go wrong with in health and particularly when, you know, talking about aesthetics and that sort of that um, interlay that many companies sort of promote aesthetics and health as the same thing is that they set the bar so high that we're bound to fail and it then makes it look like you need to do it again and try harder and that's how I guess they make money is that they keep putting pulling you through these cycles of failing and starting again and failing and starting again whereas if we set the bar so low that it's easy to achieve and then we move the bar one rung up at a time so that we ultimately we end up in the same place you know where we really are striving for but we've done it in a really like stepwise manner that is achievable, that is sustainable. And then also gives us the flexibility to drop back if we need to. So for example, again, if our goal was to go to the gym three times per week, we started at one time per week. We went up to three times. We realized that that wasn't, you know, we weren't quite ready for that. So then we go back to two. It's not a failure. Like you're still doing far better than, you know, exercising absolutely no days a week. So I think it gives us a much more like rounded perspective and rounded sense of achievement when it comes to our health and well-being. 
So that is all for today. Nice quick episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you guys next week. Love to hear from you on social. So please tag me at Marika Day or tag Fueled at Fueled by Marika Day if you would love to share on socials and give the support that I very much appreciate. So thank you so much. Have a fab week ahead.